welcome to Oh Wow the Podcast, a weekly recap and analysis of every episode of Skins UK starting from the very beginning. I'm your host, Augustine, and today we're getting into season three, episode one, everyone, where we are introduced to the second generation of Skins. So our friends, Sid, Tony, Michelle, etc., will not be seen anymore. I think maybe there are a couple surprise appearances through these seasons, but generally speaking, we're meeting a lot of new people, and I appreciate you all bearing with me this last month has been super busy and crazy, but I'm finally in the new Chicago place, and I have all my stuff getting set up here, so I'm really stoked to get into this with you guys. And I, once again, thank you all for your patience with me because my schedule's been all over the place. So season three was released in 2009. That means I was 15 going on 16 when it came out. And this was like the start of Tumblr's peak, I think. I had signed up for Tumblr probably 2008. The first generation of skins was the blueprint and was definitely posted onto Tumblr, but it was probably posted in like 2009, but this was when Tumblr was really starting to hit the scene of social media and definitely can tell that it influenced this show and just this season is such a time capsule of fashion and attitudes and music at that time, so I'm really excited to get into it. So, the first episode of season three opens with Freddy skateboarding down the street in Bristol in a plaid fedora. Let's just start there. The plaid fedora is a choice. Freddy is very much a fedora guy. Take that how you will. Um, he also has, like, a big scrape on his chin that I always thought was a soul patch, but then I realized it's, like, a bruise to show he's very, like, rough and tumble skateboarding, I think. He gets a text from Cook, who we haven't met yet, but we will meet Cook, and it says, sparking your last spliff, so we're already getting into the dynamic of Cook and Freddy. It's kind of like Effie and Pandora, where Cook is the very dominant friend and one thing I noticed is that while Freddy is skateboarding to meet up with his friends there's a metal song playing and I feel like this is a big attitude change from the first generation like they would not play metal songs in the first generation like the first cast is so indie when indie was a really big thing The first generation was so sensitive and emo, and now this generation is coming in and they're like, we're hardcore, we're fucking badass, we're not gonna sit around and cry, we're gonna take life by the balls, and I feel like that's the energy that's consistent through this whole generation, but also just this episode. So, Freddie meets up with JJ and Cook. They're sitting outside having a beer at 8 a.m. because they're badass and hardcore. And we instantly see the friend group dynamic and who each of these characters are. So, JJ is the smart one and Cook is the fool. He's the idiot. 
and Freddy is the middleman. He's the nice guy, the fedora guy, if you will. So the three of them are just sitting outside chugging beers when guess who of all people Mr. Stoneham runs over a bike and swerves crashing into a pole terrifying this old woman who he gets out of the car and starts abusing instantly of course so Effie's just sitting there smoking a cigarette and it seems that fate has brought together these three boys and Effie I wonder what could possibly happen. I guess we'll find out. So there's kind of a funny moment where Mr. Stoneham is like, write your mobile number down to the woman. And she's like, I don't have one. And it just made me think of, you know, 2009. Smartphones weren't a thing. And I had a flip phone. And a lot of older people didn't have any cell phones. So that just kind of made me laugh. There's a lot of quotes from this episode that I wrote down because they just made me chuckle. So Cook pretends that he got hit by the car. He smears ketchup all over his face off screen. We don't see it, but he is fucking with Mr. Stoneham, who is now terrified, thinking he hit a young kid and caused him a brain injury or something. But Effie noticed what he was doing and she saunters up to him and dips a finger in the ketchup on his face and licks it off and he's so entranced by her feminine wiles i love evie but this is like such a corny episode for her she's very much the dark mysterious woman that everyone wants to get to know and we do see that all three of the guys are instantly in love with effie Meanwhile, Mr. Stoneham is in the background, just still yelling at this old woman until her grandson shows up and headbutts him to the ground, which is really funny. And there's a lot of just silly moments like that in this episode. Next, we cut scene and we meet Emily, who I kind of have hair like Emily right now. She has a plain white tease poster on her wall, which is so true to the time. And we see that she's sort of a gentle soul who's organizing her clothing for the first day of college on her bed. Outside of her room is Absolute Chaos, another great Skins family, where her little brother is like spying through the bathroom door on her sister, Katie, who we meet. And thank God I don't have any siblings because I would not be able to handle that. I, that's where I'm just going to finish that sentence. <laughs> Thank God I'm an only child. That would be traumatizing for me. We meet Katie, who does not give a single fuck and is nothing like Emily. Clearly, they're sort of the trope of their twins, but they have opposite personalities. And Katie's very loud and outgoing and messy and inconsiderate. And Emily is really sensitive and gentle and sort of like mild-mannered so she definitely gets bulldozed by katie's personality we meet danny katie's boyfriend who is just like the typical sleazy older gross boyfriend dating like a high schooler and the high schooler thinks oh i'm so cool because i have this older boyfriend but he's really just a scumbag obviously They roll up to Roundview College, home of the first generation as well, and Katie is immediately popular because everybody knows her boyfriend. He's like a 
football player, soccer player. So all the girls are swooning over her boyfriend. And this is where we see Pandora again, a big star in this season, which fills my heart with joy because gotta love Pandora. And happily, we see that she is still friends with Effie. They still have their dynamic going on where Katie's saying, oh, Danny took me out for surf and turf. And Pandora's like, what's surf and turf, Effie? And Effie's like, sex. And Pandora's just so innocent and sweet but she gets a little bit of an edge to her in this season so that's exciting perhaps through Effie's influence we get to the school gymnasium everyone is meeting for the welcome assembly for the new students and the guys are already fighting over Effie and bullying JJ this is a theme that shall continue for the next 20 or so episodes they just rag on JJ because he's like the nerdy weird one which we will get into more later and they are already all arguing over who's going to date Effie and have sex with her and this is a big theme of this entire cast we also meet Naomi who is looking very Tumblr-esque. And the welcome assembly starts with all of the teachers. We see Doug again. The Is it called a headmaster in the UK? If it's a college or is it a principal? I don't know. Someone correct me. They list all the things that are not allowed on campus or you will be expelled. The list includes smoking, fires, drugs, alcohol, porn, teacher glue or self-abuse, and sex. So take note because those are all the things that are not allowed. We also meet a character, just a small character, but Miss Reedy, who is an anxious mess. And I always kind of laughed at her character because she's so over the top, but it's literally like watching myself try to work at a normal job. And I'm just like, I have too much trauma for this shit, and I immediately cry and run away. Like, that's literally me at the past five normal jobs I've tried to do. I'm just unfit for a general workplace environment. But, you know, thank God for being able to work on the internet at home alone, because otherwise I would just cry and leave. Poor Miss Reedy. She is such a mood. And she's calling attendance, so we reiterate our introduction to all of the cast, and we find out that Naomi's last name is Campbell, so of course she rolls her eyes at everyone laughing, because Naomi Campbell, ha ha ha. That's so high school, it's so just teenagers are so obnoxious like that. Because her name is Naomi Campbell, Cook immediately starts hassling her and joking with her, And she's annoyed by him because he's annoying. Cook is so fucking insufferable. Definitely these first few episodes. I start liking him a little more later on, but I'm like a big hater the first couple episodes because he's just so fucking irritating. And that's kind of the shtick, so that's not shocking for me to say, but... Anyway, he's bothering her and he's like, I want to show you my tattoo. And she tells on him, which I would too, because it's annoying and he's harassing her. 
So the teacher's like, all right, show your tattoo to the class then if you want to show Naomi, show everybody. So he, like, pulls out his dick. We don't see the tattoo. Does anyone know what the tattoo is actually of? Because my imagination just runs wild. (laughs) Even though I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about Cook's dick tattoo, but here I am. I am having to think about it. And I don't know. So, of course, Miss Reedy is terrified and she runs out as she should. And there's like a lot of fart jokes in this episode. I don't really care for it, but whatever. I think it's just kind of lighthearted intro before we get into the drama. So, there's also a really good line that Cook says. He's like, We have to separate the wheat from the chavs. Is that like a common joke in the UK? I'm guessing it is because it seems pretty like obvious once you think about it it's a good joke if he just made that up i think it's funny but i'm guessing it's probably like a common joke again let me know freddie approaches effie and he's trying to introduce himself to her and the whole conversation is like super cringy and there's some tension between them right away but they're both being big dorks, even though they're trying really hard to seem cool. They're trying super hard to be like, I am so mysterious and cool. And it's so whatever. (laughs) He's obviously really interested in her, so she gives him the list of rules to break and says whoever can break all the rules that they listed in the assembly first gets to fuck her. So now there's a competition amongst the boys, literally competing for Effie's favor. Cook starts harassing a deaf girl. JJ's just trying to show off a magic trick, and Cook is such a dick. But the deaf girl kicks him in the balls, so that's pretty satisfying. I love JJ. The first couple times I watched this generation, I didn't really appreciate JJ, but he's such a wonderful person to watch, and I adore him. There's another funny line of Effie and Panda walking down the hallway, and Effie says, it's inexplicable, and Panda says, what's that mean? Effie says, can't explain. And then Pandora gets, like, a little huffy and goes, fine, suit yourself. And it's just, like, there's some good writing in this episode. There's a lot of good little jokes. Panda keeps saying that she's useless. There's so much of that theme in this season. Just the fighting for who's the dominant friend and who's, like, the submissive friend. Which, in a healthy friendship, everyone's equal. But in all of these friendships, everyone's fighting to be the alpha. So Pandora keeps reiterating that she's useless. And that she wants to do philosophy, but her mom told her to do hair and beauty. So now she's in cosmetology class, even though she really wants to do philosophy. And it's kind of sad. You're like, Panda, stand up for yourself. You can do it. Katie goes up to Effie and is introducing herself and is kind of like, hey, we're the two hot bitches up in here. And Katie brings up Tony and says, hey, don't you have a cool brother? And Effie's like, yeah, he's really cool. And Katie talks about how all of her friends had crushes on Tony. And so we're seeing the connection to the first generation. And it's a little bit of like Degrassi vibes of having the next generation And it's so relatable, too, you know, like, 
being the younger girls having crushes on your like friends or classmates brothers and being like "Ooh, he's the hot older brother man gotta love the hot older brother but now i just want to be the hot older brother you know funny how life works that way Katie and Effie, while they're talking, Naomi walks by, and Katie has some fucking beef with Naomi. She's like, you lesser bitch, and she keeps calling Naomi names. She clearly really hates Naomi, and is like, she just jumped all over you, didn't she, Emily? So there's an insinuation, and we're leading to see that there have been issues in the past between Naomi and Emily and Katie, that has brewed some serious resentment. We cut to Cook and Freddy looking at the list that Effie gave Freddy, and Cook is determined to check off all of the things on the list so he can win the prize of Effie. He's like, I already abused a teacher by whipping out his dick in the assembly, so let's get on with the rest of the rules to break. And there's a really cute moment where we see that Cook has Sid's old locker and there's all of Sid's stuff in it still, his beanies in there, his porn magazine that he loves so much, and there's writing inside the locker so we know that it's Sid Jenkins and my heart. So Cook's just dicking around, pulling out the porn magazine, and JJ we see gets locked on, that's what he calls it for the first time, and that's something that happens as we delve into JJ's neurodivergency, it's a big trait of his that comes up through the show, and he hasn't said anything yet, but we find out he's autistic, and that he sort of gets overstimulated, and gets locked on, that's what he calls it. And as a fellow neurodivergent queen, I relate so much to JJ and love him. So Cook is ready to smash all these rules, and he smokes, he drinks vodka, he spits the vodka out onto the magazine, lights the locker on fire, lights everything on fire... JJ is filming all of this on the very grainy video camera quality on his cell phone. And poor Miss Reedy, she's just recovering from one anxiety attack when the locker's on fire behind her and she's immediately traumatized again. This woman should not work with high schoolers. Panda's in her hair and beauty class and she's bored out of her mind. Everyone in there is blonde. There's even a subliminal messaging uh, sign on the classroom door that says blonde, 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 which is kind of funny. Pandora stands up for herself, though, and she says, I have to go, and she leaves the class and wanders into the hallway, which is breaking the rules, so I think Effie's been a good influence on Panda to, like, stand up for herself, be a little bit rebellious, because otherwise Pandora would probably just do whatever her mom told her or whatever everyone tells her to do. So it's cool to see her being a little bit assertive and standing up for what she actually wants. And we see all the guys and Effie in another class with a quality professor. All of the professors at this college are just so high quality, creme de la creme. This guy is just like, I fucking hate being a teacher. (laughs) And he makes everyone introduce themselves. Ever the romantic, Freddy introduces himself and he says, I met a girl today that is like 
beautiful. And so Effie knows that he's into her. But Cook is the one who has completed the list. And he's (laughs) sniffing glue and gives her the most demonic-ass look ever. And smirks to show that he's completed everything on the list. So she excuses herself from class. And then he does. And they meet up in the nurse's office. Pandora joins the class that everyone else is in. So yay, Pandora, standing up for herself. And the episode ends with Effie and Cook banging in the nurse's office, having gross sex. Now, if you've listened to past episodes, you've heard me talk about gross sex. Some of the sex scenes are, like, romantic or hot or whatever, This is a gross sex scene where Cook is like, grab my balls, (laughs) and it's just like, ew. (laughs) So, also, I didn't really have a Bristol's best for this episode. I guess Effie and the fishnets and the really short shirt dress and the layered necklaces was very much of the time, and her eye makeup with the blue smoky eye is really iconic. So I would say she has the most iconic outfit in this episode, so I'll give it to her. Actually, competition, though, for Bristol's Best is Emily, because Emily has really cute Tumblr, like, twee indie style, and I love it. I still wear jean shorts over tights, so iconic, also of the time. So those are my Bristol's Best options, but yeah, this was a raucous introduction to Generation 2, and we'll be getting more into it next week. And so yeah, thank you for joining me today. I'm so happy that you guys are here and listening and we're really getting into summer. I hope you all have a safe 4th of July. I'm not a big fan of fireworks, so I'll be excited for it to be over, but stay safe, have fun, and I'll see you next week for season three episode two. Okay, thanks. Bye.